Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. I'm your host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. And I'm here solo today because my mom and co-host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, is out of town. And, but I will be here with my guest. He will be joining me. And his name is Paul Rubin. And Paul is the executive director of Camp Good Morning, which provides free bereavement camp programs in Long Island. Paul was recognized by Nassau County and Project Hope for providing support and resources to Hurricane Sandy survivors. So welcome to our show, Paul. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you, and I absolutely love Camps for Kids. And can you tell us a little bit about how you got into this business? I know you're also a therapist in private practice. Is that correct? Um, actually, I'm in a group practice. Um, Very good. I had gotten involved in uh, bereavement camps back in 2002 when I had volunteered for another organization, and it was for a Camp for Kids with Cancer and Their Siblings. And uh, then the director of that camp had introduced me to another camp, which is a true bereavement camp for kids, meaning that it's specifically for children who have lost a parent and or sibling. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that since 2004. Um, And it was very prominent up here because that was soon thereafter of the 9-11 attacks. So so yes, so we had a lot of uh, need for children's um, bereavement um, support. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Over the years, I've done a lot of work with one of those camps. Um, One of them is called um, Comfort Zone Camp. You may have heard of that. Yes, I'm very familiar with them. Yeah, so uh, I've been volunteering with them since 2004. And there's also another camp out here called uh, Bob Sweeney's Camp Hope. And a couple other ones at Camp Kessum, which is uh, for kids whose parents have been, uh, who've, uh, their parents have been uh, unfortunately diagnosed with cancer Mm -hmm. or living with cancer or unfortunately passed away from cancer. So I've gotten a real good sense of what works and some of the things that I wanted to add of my own. So that led me to creating Camp Good Morning because it's the only bereavement camp on Long Island that actually has the overnight component. Oh, wow. Yeah, all the other camps on Long Island are all day camps. Okay. Um, So what we do is, and I'm sure you're well aware of this, that that overnight component is so critical for the community building and for bonding. Um, so that's just one of the reasons. And, and how long is the camp? How long does it last? It's just a weekend. Um, so it, it occurs on a Friday after school. So mm-hmm. the parent or caregiver or parents, which whatever the case is, they will bring the, um, the children or child to our campsite. Um, and then they will pick them up on the following Sunday. So it's three days and it's a, a Sunday late afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one good thing that we're doing also is we're going to be incorporating a parent, a simultaneous, a simultaneous parent camp for, um, for the parents because we know that they're grieving as well. Oh, so, wow. So we'd like to support both the children and the parent. And have you ever done the parent camp before or is this new? No, this is new. I know that there are a bunch of other camps. Some of the other camps are doing them, but um, again, they don't have all the components that we do. So again, we're talking about the overnight thing. Um, we actually provide more than one camp per year. Um, so we'll be doing uh, in the spring and the fall. And the reason for doing it in the spring and the fall is to uh, pretty much fill the gaps in services. 
Mm -hmm. um, and then we have the parent camp and uh, the whole thing about Camp Good Morning is that it's like any other camp that anybody's been to. We have these support groups within the camp, um, within the camp program that are, that are called powwows to make oh, it a little more kid friendly. And what are the powwows? Is that, do they, how does that differ? I mean, what does that look like? So um, it's, it's really like a support group. So okay. um, it's a support group for, for the children. And at Camp Good Morning, the campers are paired one-to-one -one with a big buddy. So mm -hmm. it, it's a much closer connection that they can bond with. And in these powwows, um, we talk about four main themes. We okay. talk about, number one is sharing their grief story. Um, and that means, and the reason for doing that is because sometimes children don't have the opportunity to do that. Yep. So we give them that chance to do it from, from the very beginning. If it was a, uh, an illness, like a cancer diagnosis, we give them the opportunity if they choose to. They don't have to. Um, it's really participation by choice. But they can share everything from the beginning through the treatment, through perhaps hospitalization, and un unfortunately the death. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing is that we, we help them to identify and explore their feelings um, we help them to learn about the positive as well as the negative coping skills. Oh, um, I like that. So what yeah. are some positive, can you give us some positive coping skills for people out there that are wondering how they can help maybe the kids that they know? Sure, absolutely. One way to help um, a younger child is just to give them an opportunity to express their feelings. Because a lot of times they have these big feelings. Um, yeah. Although the, the children, when they're really young, they may not know how to express them. So perhaps it's just giving them a little bit extra time outside um, and playing with other kids because children, the way children grieve or the way they help themselves is through play. So that's something that they can help them with. Um, they can help them um, or, or the older kids, they're much easier in terms of being able to communicate. So it may be um, perhaps, or this could work for the, for the younger kids as well in a car on the way to the supermarket or perhaps, you know, on an errand. So it isn't necessarily the big sit down conversation, mm -hmm. which it's kind of move away from. I, um, I like that. And then that's why I like camp because I think some of the best conversations, as you know, better than anyone happen shoulder to shoulder or when we're doing things with kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are some of the things that you would avoid? Cause you said you've got the positive and then you have the negative. Yeah. So what we want to do is, especially for the, for the little ones is we want to, help them to know instead of lashing out, you know, because they're just trying to express themselves. They don't, mm -hmm. they just don't know how to. And, and if we look at it that from that mindset is that we just have to give them the tools to be able to um, help themselves. Um, you know, something better than lashing out might be screaming into a pillow. Mm, it I like might, that. It might be um, punching a pillow. Um, mm -hmm. It could be, a, again, a whole host of different things, but that's, that's, one way to combat the lashing out. Um, it could be, you know, for the older kids, they might start experimenting with, with drugs and alcohol. And um, that just complicates the matter and it doesn't make the feelings go away. It just kind of stuffs them. Um, right. and, and then they wind up needing therapy much later on in life. Mm -hmm. So we want to help them to, we want to give them those, those tools so they don't go to those negative coping skills. I like that. So Paul, what does a typical day look like at camp? Sure. So the kids will arrive sometime um, late afternoon um, and they'll get involved with icebreakers. And then we'll have something that is really like a um, what the kids will experience during a powwow or during a support group. So we'll have an adult or maybe an experienced camper who's already been through a bereavement camp 
to show, to role model what it's like to share one story mm, and give the kids the opportunity to ask that person who's sharing their story questions. Mm -hmm. So again, it gets them prepared for what they're going to experience. It isn't something that's going to be, you know, um, quote unquote, new to them. Right. And then we'll have um, an evening event and in the morning we'll do some, um, we'll do some ropes, which is really about um, helping them with communication skills, leadership skills, um, empathy, um, supporting one another. And we'll go into a whole bunch of other events. We'll have our, our, our lunch. Um, and again, we'll have uh, the big event on Saturday is our bonfire. Okay. So what we do with bonfire, we, we started off with these really high energy uh, games and repeat after me songs. And, you know, we, we, get in, we have the s'mores and, and that's all a lot of fun. And then we kind of end it off. We bring it up and down. We bring it off where each child has an opportunity to um, honor their loved one by um, writing a note to their loved one mm -hmm. and then placing it into the bonfire. Oh, wow. Uh, and, you know, children can, or the, or the teens can put any meaning to it that they want to, mm -hmm. but it's their way of expressing their, their feelings and their thoughts. And we give them a lot of opportunities like that over the weekend. This happens to be the very, very big one. Um, I, I love the idea of modeling how to tell your story and modeling that the, giving them permission to ask questions. In fact, making it normal to ask questions, because like you said, a lot of times adults don't realize that they do things to block kids stories or to change the subject or, you know, they try to shut them down and comfort them too quickly. And there's no place, like you said, to really tell the story. And, and people to really be able to hear it because a lot of times people can't handle seeing kids in pain. So they stop them. You're absolutely right. And, and you, you hit the nail on the head. It's really about normalizing their feelings, yeah. right? And so when they come to camp, every single child is just like them. And they don't necessarily experience that at school. They don't know who else is, you know, whose parent has passed away or maybe their sibling had died. And so what we want to do is to normalize what the experience is um, and helping them to, you know, share whatever they need to share and to recognize that they're not alone. Which is great because like you said, they're around other kids. And sometimes at school, you can think I'm the only one that this has ever happened to. I mean, I was 20 when my brother died and believe it or not, even at that age, there was nobody in my sorority and nobody that I knew at college that had ever had a sibling die. So even at 20, I felt alone, let alone if you're even younger than that. Um, I love how they're together with other kids that have had a shared experience. Yeah, I, I, I agree is that, you know, we just want to provide them with the experience. And hopefully if, if that's the beginning of their grief journey, then hopefully we've just opened a door where they might ask for a resource or two when mm -hmm. camp is over, perhaps, you know, listen, my, I can see my child is a different person. Um, you know, is there anybody that you can rec recommend in the area? Is there a, you know, grief therapist? Are there any other programs in the area? And so what we want to do is we want to open the doors. I love that. Now, can, can kids go back to the camp or is it a, you go once? No, no, no. They can absolutely okay. come as many times as they'd like. The biggest thing is um, we do give priority to kids who've never been to camp before. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that those kids, um, who haven't had the opportunity to have that experience, but <clears throat> absolutely they can apply every single time that we have camp. So we're hoping to have, you know, in our third year up to six camps in a, in a year. Wow. Um, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that all depends on funding, 
but mm -hmm. that's, those are our goals. And do you see a difference between what kids are struggling with when they lose a parent versus what they're struggling with when they lose a sibling? You know, it's, it's different. Um, uh -huh. It's different in that um, a sibling, they're, they're, what they're losing is the connection with all their children memories. Uh -huh. So for example, all the things that they did together yeah, uh, and maybe gotten away with or, uh -huh. you know, the fun that they had or the teasing. And, um, you know, th that's the difference in that. And because if they lose a parent, then they still have, if they do, they have a sibling that they can turn to if they're able to have that com conversation. Uh -huh. Whereas, um, again, they might feel all alone. Right. That makes sense. And, and you do, when you lose a sibling, you definitely have a shared history that you've lost. And what we found, I worked with 9-11 families for 10 years and I worked with children and a lot of them did go to these camps and found them extremely healing because they were around other kids that had losses. And what we found also is that oftentimes if one of your parents dies, and in our case, it was all firefighters. So it was the firefighter father that died. The children all of a sudden had a great deal of responsibility because they were there to help their, their surviving mom. Right. And so just to go and be a kid and, you know, grieve with kids was, and sometimes they had to be strong, both siblings and, you know, kids that had lost parents, we found had to be strong for the surviving parents or parents. Right. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, we as adults, we, we send children the wrong message, which yeah. is, which is, you know, all right, you have to step up now, or, you know, the aunt, the uncle, the, the, you know, relative, a friend, a neighbor will say, you know, now that, you know, now that mom's gone or now that's dad's gone, you're going to have to look over the kids or, you know, you're going to be responsible for watching them after school. And at camp, um, they can just come and, as you said, just be kids. Um, Absolutely. We want to, we, again, we want to provide for them, uh, quote unquote, you know, a little bit more of a normal experience. Yes. And, and that's what I always say when I'm, I'm, you know, when I present in front of parents, they say, you know, I say, you know, brief siblings often hear, and like you said, people that have lost a, a parent, be strong for your parents. The worst death that can ever happen is the death of a child. You need to, you know, be there for them. And it's not the parents that are saying it or the parent, it's the world. It's everybody else, like you said. So a safe place to go and for them to be able to tell their story and not have to feel like they have to hide their grief because maybe their parent or parents have been through so much um, is really valuable what, you got, what you're doing, the service you, you are all doing there. Um, what, bit of it, what advice would you have for a parent out there that has a child that has had a loss and doesn't know what to do at this point? Is there any advice that you would give them? Um, I, I, would, I would encourage them, and sometimes, you know, children's bereavement services can be hard to find. Uh -huh. um, I, can't, I hear that all the time. I didn't, uh, one of the things that I hear all the time, especially when I give talks, is that um, I didn't even know something like this existed. Right. So, so, you know, what I've focused on and the advice that I would give to a parent or a family member is they are out there. Um, we just have to, we have to do it as, as either therapists or organizations, we have to do a bit better job of heightening awareness um, and not to give up on it. So I would suggest either talking to a hospice, they can talk to any of the hospitals um, because they will frequently know some of the organizations that have that um, and to especially talk with their, with their child's school counselor, um, like to be in touch with their teachers, 
because mm-hmm. you no, know, they, they should expect that their that their behavior might be a little bit different. And the, the guidance counselor, hopefully, you know, I'm sure the social worker will be able to tell the parent what kind of differences they might expect to see in their child. I like that, Paul. The other thing I get, the other question I get often from adults is, our child is not talking, our son is not talking, and we don't know if he's grieving, and we don't know how to, to get him to open up. In that case, what, what have you found has helped, been helpful with boys? Well, I think in general, um, having them meet other kids who are going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, having grief or even groups in schools um, could be really, really helpful. Um, there were three things, uh, according to children, there were three things that, that help them when they're grieving. One is meeting other kids who are grieving. Um, two is participating in grief groups. And three is making new friends. And so at Camp Good Morning, that's exactly what we, we try to accomplish. Um, the other thing is I would not try to force the boys to talk, but okay. to just bring it in conversation. I, I, like, I like to talk about is going fishing, where mm-hmm. you, know, you, you bait your line and then you mm-hmm. throw it out. It's like fly fishing. And then yeah. you slowly reel it back in and if you get something, great. And if you don't, that's okay too. But don't give up. Continually throw out the hook. And after a while, um, you know, whether it's just having the conversation, oh, do you remember when mom and, do you remember when we all went with mom and we went to this store that we just passed and blah, 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 blah. And that could be a nice segue into a conversation. I love that, Paul. That is such a great, a great metaphor and great information because I think sometimes parents get frustrated because they want their kids to really respond and really open up. Um, and I love the idea of, you know, it's slowly happening and not to have these giant expectations. Um, where can people find you if they need to find you? How do they get a hold of you? Sure, they can find us online at, on, uh, at our website at Camp Good Morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Um, it's really important that they don't forget the you. Um, they can also find us on Facebook. Again, facebook.com slash Camp Good Morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. They can also reach um, one of our staff at info, I-N-F-O dot Camp Good Morning, and I'll repeat it again, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G at gmail.com. And we're real good about getting back to um, each and every person within 24 hours, if not sooner. Well, great. Thank you so much for all you're doing, Paul, because I think camps are incredibly important for kids and very healing. And I've seen firsthand the hope that they've given the kids that I've worked with. So thank you. And thank you for all the work you're doing with Camp Morning. Thank you. And thank you for all the work that you do. It's so important. You're welcome. So this is Dr. Heidi Horsley at opentohope.com. And if you want to hear podcasts like this or others, please go to Apple Podcasts and join opentohope.com. Thank you very much. And if you've lost hope, please lean on mine and Paul's until you find your own. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.